This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm correspondent Howie Lim. Now, deferred payment services, or buy now, pay later, have been ramping up in Singapore, thanks in no small part to the pandemic. It's essentially interest-free installment plans for everyday items, substantial increase in transaction volume, sales value, merchant growth and consumer growth have been seen in several BNPL providers, but so has negative rhetoric surrounding them. Analysts have called them overspending traps, preying on credit-starved Gen Zs, irresponsible lending in new skin, and stoking impulse buying, which could hamper life goals. So should regulation step in? But when do we take responsibility for our own actions and spending, as the case may be, and stop expecting regulation to help us grow up? Today, we speak to Lim Keljay, head of Grab Financial Group Singapore, for his insights. Keljay, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks, Howie. Thanks for having me. So how warranted are you finding the concerns that have been raised by analysts, Keljay? You know, I can see how the analysts um, are viewing the convenience and, and the accessibility of a service like PayLater contributing towards perhaps overcommitment or overextension of debt. But, you know, th- there are also lots of benefits of a service like this, particularly for the consumers as well as the businesses that use it. I think what's important is really for us to ensure that the right guardrails are in place and ensuring that, you know, consumers don't go into a debt spiral. Because what's bad for the consumer is is really bad for business as well, especially given our business model. How maligned are you feeling at this point then, Kel J? It's always been a buyer's beware kind of scenario, hasn't it? You can't expect it to be consumers' parents. Yeah, not at all. You know, I, again, I think I totally understand where the concerns are coming from. And I think it, it is coming from a good place in general. You know, as a provider of a, of a pay-later service, Grab, we need to do our part, right, to, to educate, um, to ensure that, you know, we, we have the right measures in place to protect our consumers. So, for example, you know, we, we don't charge a late fee or, or an interest on interest like the typical credit cards. If you're late in a repayment, what we would do instead is to temporarily suspend your app and all you need to do to reactivate it is, you know, pay a $10 fee, nothing more, and then catch up on your repayments. You know, to be honest, I think the education piece here is really less for the people who are familiar with the service, who, are, who have been using it, because they know that they can't get into the kind of debt that they could, for example, with a credit card. But really for the folks who are standing by the sidelines and uh, looking in and you know, not too sure about, about this service, which is why we're here, to be honest. Mm. Before we go into the various advantages and maybe disadvantages or other advantages and disadvantages of the pay later platforms, maybe you could talk about how it sounds like these providers realize that there is greater risk being posed to consumers. You're saying the people who are unfamiliar with platforms, the ones looking in and not sure how it all works. This means you need to have greater responsibility in ensuring that consumers don't fall into these financial hardships, right? Yeah, that's that's right. And I think it's, it's extremely important for our consumers you know, to do that due diligence, to understand whatever financial products that they, they're getting themselves into. Grab, again, as a provider of this service, uh, we have our role to play. We are, for example, you know, working with 
are partnering with content creators in the in the personal finance space to co-create content and education piece for our consumers and in the public in general so that they are making well-informed decisions before making that leap. Talk to us what the good is of these platforms then. It's sounding like there's just so much negativity surrounding them at this point. Sure. You know, there, there are many advantages actually if you use it right. And let me start with the businesses, the merchants that use this service. Global merchants, it's been widely reported by these, these merchants around the world who have been using this service that they have benefited from it by seeing higher basket sizes, higher checkouts, conversion rates, even higher frequencies of purchases. And all this leads to higher sales, right? And that's you know, ultimately what businesses want. And similarly for, for the merchant partners that we have on uh, PayLater with Grab, we have seen our merchants benefiting from this as well. When we spoke to some of them, for example, um, Mega Furniture, Prism, you know, some of these merchants, our partners, they have seen at least a 15% increase in their sales since activating PayLater by Grab. And the great thing is, you know, they get paid upfront, right? Because they don't take on the risk. On the consumer side, firstly, you know, almost everybody will have access to pay later, you know, unlike credit cards. Now, now this may seem risky, but remember, I, I, I mentioned earlier that, you know, we don't charge a late fee. We don't, there's no interest on interest. And therefore, they will not be able to actually go into a debt spiral like they could using a credit card. And also the limits that we start with is, is relatively low. Uh, as low as uh, $500 in Singapore. I think one of the more important things to remember is that uh, they also have the flexibility. If a consumer wants to pay in full, um, or they want to pay next month, or they want to pay in four installments, they can do it all interest-free. It's entirely up to them. The question I always get is, how is this all possible? Is it, is it too good to be true? Mm. Right? It is possible because, you know, unlike credit cards, which the, the business model is built on, consumers paying late and, and being charged an interest and revolving on that credit. We don't do that. We monetize by charging a small commission to our merchants in exchange for the risk that we take and the incremental sales. So that's, that's how we do it. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts and like us and give us a rating. We're speaking to Lim Kelgey, head of Grab Financial Group Singapore, for his views on the growing negativity surrounding buy now, pay later platforms. So Kelgey, my colleague brought up in an article in the Business Times that these firms typically run ads with strong emotional appeal, use seductive marketing and dangle additional discounts and cashback deals to the point where even you said it, some feel it is too good to be true. It kind of amplifies further the risk of impulse buying. It feels like this whole concept maybe needs an overhaul, perhaps. Especially recently, there were calls for Facebook to take more responsibility for the adverse effects Instagram's having on the young. So essentially, BNPL platforms are being accused of threatening the young's financial well-being. Kale Jay, how concerned then are you that the MAS said earlier this year in February that it may be looking into regulating BNPL players here? Yeah, I think regulations are generally a good thing. You know, in, in looking back in history, I think regulations have actually led to wider adoption of a particular service. So we do welcome the appropriate regulations, you know, regulations that obviously protect the consumers, but also encourages innovation. 
Now, the good news is I think the MAS has good reputation of doing this. You look at the Payment Services Act, for example, uh, it has really paved the way for development, advancements and innovation in the digital payment space, but at the same time, ensuring that the interests of consumers are protected. And since according to Bloomberg Intelligence, global sales volume using BNPL looks set to top $181 billion by 2022. So really, it's an opportunity I think new players won't find easy to pass up. But consumers should still be wary then, right? What sort of advice do you have for them? Maybe tips on what they can look out for, KelJ. Yeah, this, this space is definitely uh, getting a lot of interest. So you would expect more interest from companies as well. I think that also means that um, consumers need to be wary. Certain reminders I give myself, maybe I can share with, with the audience here. Hmm. Three things. First one is what I call a, uh, the five-minute rule when it comes to personal finance. This is when before I go into something new or you know buy into something, I would get someone to explain to me what it is or, or do my research. And if I don't understand that after five minutes, it's probably too complicated for me. The prudent thing to do would be to step away and then revisit it at a later time when you have a better grasp of that concept. The second thing I think would be um, more of a reminder to myself, financial discipline. Just track everything. Track where, where the money is coming in, where the money is going out. Uh, it's something that I, I've been doing myself since I started working, actually. Mm. Obviously, back then, it was, uh, it was done on a spreadsheet. Today, I do it on an app. Sounds like a lot of work, I know, but actually you get used to it. You, you learn to be efficient. But more importantly, I think the insights that you get from this, from by doing this, and the sense of control that you get from doing this, it's, it's really worth the effort. Yeah, and the third thing, to always walk away initially. Don't jump into something at the first chance you get. Because in, at least in my experience, there's always a better deal around the corner. I think this has served me well. I think this is a principle that doesn't just apply to personal finances, but also in other aspects of my life. So it's, uh, I think it's a good reminder to have. I think you may find that very difficult for most people, Kel J. It is always the, <laughs> what if I can't find the better deal around the corner, better get it now sort of mentality that gets a lot of people in trouble. I know, I know. And that's, that's a big impulse to have. But at the same time, and at least I get biased remorse when I, you know, jump on the first opportunity. But, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? You, you remember those lessons and then uh, you hopefully learn from it. Just think before, before jumping into something. Mm. We've been speaking to Lim Kelje, head of Grab Financial Group Singapore, and what he makes of the growing negative rhetoric surrounding BNPL platforms. Kelje, thank you so much for your time. Most welcome. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. Don't forget to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts and like us and give us a rating. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.